0: Welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by FDM Thrive. We interview people who have dealt with the trickiest of health challenges, but eventually learn to get well and stay well naturally. Now it's time to hear from one of our detectives and learn how another health issue has been solved. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Well, we are celebrating today, and we're keeping this episode relatively short and sweet because it is International Podcast Day. And you know they're getting desperate for even more holidays to put out when there is an International Podcast Day. (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's kind of ridiculous when you just look up on Google or whatever what holidays are on this day and I mean, you could celebrate everything. You could celebrate everything and anything on virtually any given day. However, we thought this was kind of cool. And so what I wanted to do for today's episode is not spend a bunch of time, but I wanted to v- uh, revisit a few really key things that stood out to me as an interviewer. And I was just like, wow. And there are things that I still remember to this day. So let's get started with excerpt number one. What is the most surprising thing that you learned about fat? Because I'm guessing that has to be pretty interesting.
0: I think that was really surprising is that fat can actually be contagious. (laughs) There's a chapter I read about viruses in fat. And there's this one virus um, that they detected in the US It's called 8036. And and people who have had this virus tend to be heavier. I write about a a man who had this virus and he couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure out why he had to eat so much less than everybody. And they tested him for this virus. And it turned out that yes, he, he had had it, he was positive for it.
1: Okay, so that was back in episode number 35, The Secret Life of Fat with Sylvia Terra, PhD. And I, I mean, guys, I've been doing this for a while. I've spent an embarrassing amount of time, especially Friday nights and Saturday nights, consuming functional health content. And I just had never heard that before. I didn't know that. And I thought the episode in general was so refreshing because we, I mean, you hear about weight loss and weight loss plans so much on a daily basis that it just drives you crazy we're immune to it almost at this point because it is constantly put in our face on billboards or on the radio or in any form of advertising ever because so many people deal with this in today's world and Dr. Sylvia Terra came in and just gave such a fresh perspective. And it's not like she had like one little nugget that you've never heard of before, which still would be cool. I mean, she was just going bang, 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 thing after thing after thing that I had never really heard of or didn't have a full understanding of. And so I think she really impacted people with her episode. Again, that's number 35, Dr. Sylvia Terra. I believe well actually i know for a fact another thing from that episode that i really loved was this idea because we still live in the world where people are condemned and what do they call it now like fat shamed because they're not working hard enough or they're lazy or they're eating too much well take this naysayers they were able as dr sylvia Terra shared they were able to take fecal transplants from obese mice and give them Well, sorry, they were able to do fecal transplants from obese mice to metabolically, uh, metabolically healthy mice. And what happened to those metabolically healthy mice, despite not changing anything else other than giving them this fecal transplant? You guessed it, they became obese. So can we stop spreading ignorance? That fact alone should be enough to put a huge, giant muzzle on the people that are still shouting uh, shouting calories in calories out and acting like 70 percent of america is just not working hard enough give me a break here's excerpt number two
0: and so i called his office and i said hey do you guys know what lichen sclerosis is i think i have it and i need to be seen and they were like we can get you in tomorrow we know what lichen sclerosis is we treat it all the time um We would love to get you in immediately. We understand how much discomfort you are in.
1: Another one here from the 30s, episode number 32 with Heather Cohen. I will never forget this episode. Heather Cohen is actually someone that currently works for FDN as well. She does great work here. She had dealt with uh, this autoimmune disease for about 30 years. No one was able to help her. Ended up dealing with cancer because of it. And it's just like, wow, wow. And that wasn't even the most. I know Incredibles usually uh, used positively. I'm using incredible negatively here first and then positively for this second thing, because it wasn't the most incredible part about the episode the most incredible part was how this actually got resolved because Heather is brilliant and was just never giving up doing her own research figuring her own own stuff out and not taking no for an answer and calling all of these places until she finally got what she was looking for and got a proper diagnosis or in this case a set of diagnoses and while that's extremely admirable and I think Heather is a flippin tank at the same time no one should have to do that. You shouldn't have to go 30 years in a country that supposedly is one of the greatest in the world for healthcare and not get a proper diagnosis. That just doesn't seem uh, seem acceptable to me at all. And so I actually left that podcast feeling I was feeling a little rough during it, to be honest, but I remember leaving that one feeling really inspired and just having a brand new level of respect for this woman. Not that I didn't respect her before, but it was just like, wow, this is um, this is one very tough, resilient and highly intelligent individual, period. That's all I got to say about that one. It's one. If you haven't listened to it before, please make sure to go check that out. Number 32 with Heather Cohen. Here's excerpt number three.
0: And I had to. To really do that investigative work myself to figure out well what was the cause, what was the underlying reason that a relatively healthy 27 year old would all of a sudden come down with two different big warning signs of cancer. And I remember those initial doctors' appointments and visits, you know, from the screening and when they initially found the cancer, and and just I remember continuing to ask that question of. This can't just be coincidental, right? But to them, they were working in two different specialties. I was going to a dermatologist and I was going to a gynecologist. They were not talking to one another. They were not sharing my notes. They were not, you know, doing any sort of cross-referencing.
1: This is number 44 with Frankie Lee. And Frankie's just awesome, first of all. I love talking to her. But outside of the fact that she's awesome, she is someone who really shines a light on what happens in this Western medicine model, especially when it comes to cancer patients. And not that I'm lessening anything about the majority of autoimmune diseases, some autoimmune diseases are extremely uh, severe and very debilitating very quickly and possibly even deadly, uh, as is the case with like MS, uh, because I'm someone who dealt with autoimmune disease myself, so I'm not lessening it, but at least you have some time in general with the autoimmune diseases when you get a diagnosis or diagnoses of cancer yeah that's i've never had that personally i have to imagine that's pretty scary because you kind of know you're up against the clock there needs to be something done in a pretty short amount of time otherwise your outlook gets bad you know it's it's not not something to mess with And so for this woman to have the strength and resiliency and courage to really kind of go away from the norm and do what she needed to do and trust her gut, and then to be here years later to tell the story and explain how she was able to do what she did, that is, um, I don't know how you give that trait to people actually. Because I don't know what I would do if I received a diagnosis of cancer and I know that I'm up against the clock. I know that this is serious. I know that this can kill me. Would I still have the same philosophy that I do right now? I'd like to believe so. I'd like to believe that I can avoid a diagnosis of cancer in my life just by doing what I do. But I think a lot of that's easier said than done. And I think when you're staring that thing in its face and... You're playing with your life and you still have the courage and guts to go out and say, you know what? No, I'm going to do what I believe is right and what I think makes sense because what I'm being told and the system that I'm in, it doesn't add up right now. That's that's pretty brave. So number 44, Frankie Lee. Go check that one out. And here's excerpt number four.
0: When I first started manifesting symptoms of burnout, it was kind of indistinguishable from hating my life. And I think that that is an issue for everybody where we kind of get to this intersection of like, am I actually sick or do I just hate my life? <laughs> uh, and when we're in that sort of subclinical phase where the symptoms aren't uh, debilitating yet, I think a lot of us kind of get stuck there of like, wow, maybe it's me. Like everyone else around me is kicking ass. Like they are really nailing life. And I feel like I'm falling further and further behind and I have less and less motivation. And it's really easy at that point, especially when you suffer from self-love issues, to turn that judgment inward and say like, you're just not trying hard enough.
1: And this one would be none other than FDN mentor, Elizabeth Gaines. And one of the reasons that this is a top episode for me is simply because we not only talked about how to avoid a very practical thing that really never gets mentioned on the show and that's the idea of this burnout. But we had like a very philosophical discussion as well. (laughs) We ended up exploring so many different topics and how it relates to stress and health in general. So if you're someone that likes to really have what I would call like kind of big picture conversations and, you know, you like to think about the things going on in the world and the problems that are out there and how we can solve them. I would highly recommend that. And it is episode 39 with Elizabeth Gaines. All right. Obviously, I'm doing a little more than two or three excerpts here. So I'm going to stop at number five. That seems like a nice, great number to do this with. And we'll end up finishing up a little bit before 15 minutes. So here is my fifth and final excerpt. It
0: was just one day where we were just having a good time, finishing homework, I was homeschooling them, and it suddenly there was a change in his mood, and he wasn't to be found anywhere in the apartment we were in, and I look out the window and he's standing on the ledge ready to jump, and that was extremely shocking to me.
1: This story there has a super positive ending, so that's why I chose that excerpt. That is Dr. Achina Stein, and I'm totally biased with picking this one in the top five. I guess I'm probably subconsciously biased with all of these, but (laughs) I'm directly biased with this one, and it is because of the topic of mental health. Dr. Stein was a traditional psychiatrist. That's what she got into. And after she had her own experience with her son, who she uh, was referring to within that excerpt, that's when she realized things weren't working with the traditional model. It was not complete for her son. It did not do everything that it tells you that it's going to do. And her son continued to suffer with mental health challenges. I can't even imagine having that high level of a degree and then having to be open-minded enough and clearly in enough emotional pain to be like, I'm going to go against so many of the things that I've already learned and spent, I can not i don't know, but I would imagine hundreds of thousands of dollars to obtain. That's uh, pretty cool. And I hope you can tell because I feel like it's easier to tell in person, but I'm speaking with a little more reflection tonight because I am just so humbled that... This is part of my job here, (laughs) that I get to talk to these people. These are some of the most incredible, resilient, intelligent, and out-of-the-box thinking people I have ever met in my life. And I mean that seriously. And yet consistently, these are the types of individuals I get to talk to and interview, and this is the job. (laughs) So not bad. I thank you for that, FDN, for not only producing so many great people like this. Achina's um, not actually an FDN, but you're know, just getting us connected to so many people in the functional space. And I will never, ever, ever stop being grateful for the privilege to get to talk to these individuals, because quite frankly... I would spend my time my free time that is talking to these individuals anyway. I would love to hear their stories and perspectives on things and so to get to do this in a way that helps others and can you know put some food on the table that's that's a blessing. And I'm very lucky to be here with you guys. We appreciate your loyalty and just commitment to the podcast and we can see how consistent the listenership is. We're we're really excited to just continue to take this to the next level. There's not many podcasts that are able to do two interviews a week like this, certainly not in the same year that they started out. And yet here we are. Um, Obviously, I understand this is not an interview, and we've done plenty of episodes that aren't interviews, but we've stuck to that twice-a-week release thing, and we do our best to make sure those are solid episodes every single time, and it's going to be amazing to hit episode 100, and then just thinking about it, we'll hit episode 200 within the year of 2022. Um, It's only going to be a matter of time before a large, large number of people get to hear this, because it's already doing okay, but I believe... Well, I believed it before, but at this point, I believe that this podcast, because of these incredible individuals that come on this, and because these stories are so often not shared in, how should I say it, in a way that's so organized because normally maybe you hear these stories in an isolated way every now and then certainly if you're the person uh, average person that's not into functional medicine I mean maybe you never hear about a story like this or if you do you dismiss it or call it crazy um, it's pretty rare that you get to go and sit and just listen to something like this because that's that's my point once we're at well even right now but once we're at like episode 100 200 or whatever you could listen to this for days And just hear over and over again these incredible stories. And you can take the biggest skeptic into a believer because it's not just Joe Schmo like myself hopping on these things. I mean, we have real doctors. We have people with serious degrees, people with serious influence on this podcast. It's no joke. And so with that said... I want to wish you guys all, I know it's a big holiday in your life, a happy International Podcast Day. Here's to 80-something episodes of the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive. And I'll tell you this, we are looking very much forward to 80-something more. Have a great night, and thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Health Detective Podcast. If you are ready to finally work with a real health detective on your health journey so that you can get well and stay well naturally, visit us at fdmthrive.com and click the Get Started Here button.